Who brings an otter to a, a podcast? It's actually automatic. I don't know why you got to be a smartass about it. It's kind of the whole premise of the show. Wanna make that paper? What's up, everybody? It's Josh coming to you with another episode of the Affiliate Marketing Show. Please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to stay up to date on all the latest affiliate marketing news and trends. I'm Josh from OfferVault.com, your number one stop shop for all things affiliate marketing. Whether you're looking for networks, offers, or other affiliate programs, make sure you check out OfferVault.com. Per usual, we also have Adam Young, the CEO and founder of Ringba taking care of all your paper call tracking needs. We also have future competing bodybuilder, Harrison Gewurz, who also does a side hustle of affiliate marketing. And we have Carlos Corona Jr., founder and CMO of Unique Media Group, a digital performance marketing agency that excels in paper call and lead generation. He was recently awarded the prestigious title of super affiliate of the year at the AFI Awards and is known for his dedication to fostering creativity and mentoring new talent in the industry through his training programs at Unique Academy as well as paidpercalls.com. What is up, Carlos? How are we doing today? Hey, how's it going, man? Thank you for having me. You know, Carlos, I'm not feeling you matching my energy, all right? I just gave you like the <laughs> dopest intro of all time. Where are you at? It was pretty good. <laughs> Hello, yo, what's up? Thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. I don't know how this show goes, so I'm here like following your lead, but thank you so much. No, for that. it's, it's we're all not, good. We're not in a corporate boardroom. You can chill out, bro. Okay, yeah. cool. Sounds good. Let me kick back then. Did you, you uh, did you do this painting behind you, this self-portrait? No, actually, no. Uh, Marta did it, my wife. Oh, wow. I like yeah. it. It's nice. Nice little touch. Tell us about Super Affiliate of the Year. If you don't know, Darren Blatt is actually a friend of the show, also an <laughs> uncle of mine by marriage, which many people don't know. Uh, tell us about your experience at the AFI Awards. How did you get nominated for Super Affiliate of the Year? And what was that experience like? It was pretty dope. It was actually my first time there. And uh, it hit me up and said, like, hey, you know, you congrats. You know, you're, we're going to give you this award and then you just got to come and this and that. And then I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then it was my first time at the AFI. It was pretty cool and I really appreciate it. Uh, then I got to network with a whole bunch of people, which was like the highlight of the night. Actually, no, the highlight of the night was uh, Method Man was performing. And, you know, he kept saying to the crowd, like, you know, like, like that shit, like, you know, spark that joint. And um, nobody was doing it. So, like, he kept saying it. And he, I can feel it. Like, I was all the way in the back. And I can feel that he was getting frustrated. So I told my boy, like, yo, roll something up real quick. And then I went down to the crowd, pushed everybody through, and um, light up the joint and gave it to Method Man. I got my ass almost kicked out of there. But he started smoking. <laughs> he started yeah. smoking. He jumped in the crowd. I was there, man. It got pretty foggy pretty quickly in there. I don't think you were alone. I think there are a couple things getting sparked up in there. Yeah, well, you know, I was like, yo, I have to do it. So, like, then after that, we went to uh, Omnia with, with Ron from, from Mobile Pushers, Ron Hart. And he went crazy. Like, I never seen somebody, like, 
order so much champagne that has different custom coming from the air and stuff. So that was a pretty crazy night, you know, like Affiliate Summer West, the AFI Awards, smoking with Method Man, quote unquote, you know. Yeah, you can say you smoked with Method Man now. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Ron dropped like a hundred grand. You can actually double that because I saw the bill. I was like, whoa. You just spent you, you ever notice grand. how people you ever notice how people make sure you see the bill when you're at the club? It's like they get the bill and they walk around with the bill like the bottle girl. No, the bottle girl. <laughs> I gotta I gotta tell you, um I saw it because he was signing it and I'm I, I look at the bill because I was Yeah, curious. yeah, yeah. But like when we go to yeah. dinner, I get the bill, I do it like this, I'm like Yeah close. No, no, no. At the club you get the bill and you're like did no one see the bill? Okay, great. Here you go. Take the check. No, like yeah. I saw that I saw that bill and I was like, Yeah, so tell me more about mass torts. <laughs> 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 because uh yeah, that was I mean I have footage, I'll send it to you guys of that night, like a recap. They were literally bringing bottles from like in costumes. It's some pretty wild stuff, Vegas stuff. It was fun though. It was fun. Yeah, hashtag Vegas. It sounds like to me. Yeah, hashtag you know passing the blunt to Method Man. Fuck yeah, that. you're you're a legend, dude. You're a legend, uh, <laughs> Carlos. How did you get started in this uh, world of affiliate marketing? And then I'd like you to tell us that, and then tell us how Unique Media kind of got its start as well. Yeah, so it's a long and complicated story, but I'll keep it short and sweet. I started playing with affiliate. Well, actually, I started playing with AdWords thanks to uh, a PDF from Perry Marshalls. I don't know if any of you guys know Perry Marshalls. Perry no. Marshalls. No? So the guy... <laughs> this is like 2005, 2006. He puts out a PDF on how AdWords you know, works, the ultimate guy. And I start following it. And at the time, what I did is I opened a, a perfume store and I used to sell fragrances. And I used to drop ship them from New York from a supplier. This is like 2006, 2007. And that did pretty well. You know, I was like 18 years old and, you know, making six figures from this little online store. I was pretty static. And that led me to open other businesses because I was able to run my own Google AdWords. So I was pretty much, in, you know, uh, not, I didn't know what affiliate was. I didn't know nothing of that. So I was just running campaigns and knowing that I can build a businesses behind that. So I did a perfume wholesale business and I opened a logistic company where we did freight forwarding, import and export of containers and machineries and stuff. Then I opened a recording studio and I lost all my money. That sucks. And uh, and that brought me to like a dark, quote unquote, you know, period of my life that then I reconnected with affiliate marketing, not with affiliate marketing, with like online marketing. And that's when I started pushing it. And that's when like Unique came about. And, um, and I started running a water damage campaign for a friend of mine. And he was like, you know, can you generate some calls? So I was like, yeah, sure. I generate the calls. And then after that, I went to Google and I was like, hey, how can I uh, how can I sell these calls to other companies? And I found out about 
33 mile radius and eat local. So I sold my first call with Tim over at 33 mile radius and I was like, oh shit, this is real. So I started running now my own campaigns and home services. And then I jump into flights. And when I jump into flights, it's when I had like my first, like kind of like big win in the sense of, you know, having a seven figure campaign, like, um, and, and I always like teaching people like how to do, you know, how to do what is it that I do with the hopes that they can do it and I don't have to do it anymore. So um, I started teaching other people how to, how is it that I structure my campaigns? And that comes from somebody that never really signed up to learn from anybody. Like everything is just self-taught. Like, you know, I just learned it by myself. Oh, this is how I do it. So I can communicate to you how is it that I do it. And hopefully you get, you know, same or better results. And that's pretty much how I did it. Uh, and then 2018, I guess, that's when I started to get serious about it. And that's when I um, kind of broke into the scene as far as like start going to trade shows. I went to my first trade show, which was a affiliate summit East in New York. And uh, right around that time, I get a call from Sean from Ringba. And I was using analytics call tracking. And I was like, you know, I'm fine. This shit works. I connected with Twilio. Calls come in. They go to my buyers. Like, what else there is to it, you know? <laughs> and he goes, hey, man, uh, just try it out. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, wow. And then when I started looking at other companies and other people in the industry, I was like, wow, look at this. This is like a whole sports league, quote unquote, of affiliate marketers. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And here I am now. So then where did unique media come into play? How did you go? Like, when did you decide yeah. to open your own your own company in the paper call space? So I, I, it was just laziness. Uh, unique media was originally open as a marketing company for the entertainment industry as far as music goes. And that was back in 2008, 2009, when I used to do marketing for uh, record labels and stuff, right? And then... When um, to fast forward to 2018, I didn't want to open a new company. So I just like, fuck it. I'll just keep it unique media. And that's that's how I did it. So and Carlos, then, talk to us a little. Hold on a second here. We're I'm holding on. I'm holding on. I'm going to pass it to Adam. Adam, let's go straight to of you. Course. Yeah, of no, course. No, you're not passing it. I took it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pass shit. I took it. I do what I want. So listen, Carlos. <laughs> One of my favorite things about what you do is the money-making Mondays and your inner circle yeah. stuff. And I've been on a lot of these calls and they're, they're awesome because people get together, they collaborate and they, they share openly and transparently all sorts mm -hmm. of awesome marketing advice and information. And so, you know, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about that a little bit. I would love to know, like, I, Tell me about when you started doing that and like kind of when you had the epiphany and realized how amazing it actually was. Yeah. So <laughs> funny story. I was always very shy being in front of a camera or, you know, like anything like that. So the only way that I was <clears throat> way that I was going to get good at it, thank you, is if I um if I force myself to be in front of the camera. So what I did is like, okay, money making Mondays. 
And how money, money, money making Mondays came about is because I had to invoice 33 mile radius every Monday. I had to send them the invoice for the previous week. So people hate Mondays. And I'm like, no, Mondays are good. Money making Mondays. I'm sending the invoice to all my networks for the previous week. So then I was like, cool. And this show, here's what I want to do. At first, it wasn't really a show. It was just me showing training to kind of get people that don't know about paper call to be like, hmm, this is pretty cool. Let me try it out and then jump in. And in a way for me to be accountable, be consistent with it every Monday, sharing. And I sometimes I overshare, but who cares, right? Uh, and nobody <laughs> used to watch that. So like, you know, like two people watching it and I'm there with the energy, like I'm, you know, in the click funnel freaking stage or something like that. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, well, one day, one day uh, people will find the value to it. And I kept doing it. And uh, when I had the, um, the epiphany moment, uh, Adam, was when I started going to shows and people were like, yo, I watch your shit. I'm like, you watch my shit? Like. <laughs> okay cool i or people saying yo you said something in that and in a money making monday and bro like you should see the results and blah 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 blah. and i'm like no way so people that i that i look up to telling me that they watch my stuff like you adam you know and stuff like that i'm like wow this is pretty cool so i push myself every monday to go there and then i also do a thursday which is the inner circle and that's what our core team as far as people that sign up for a program uh and we jump on a thursday call and you know it's amazing what happens when you put people with similar skills in a zoom call and they openly start sharing ideas yeah it's really fucking amazing actually yeah. like i was super surprised when i went to one of those inner circle calls for the first time i wasn't sure what to expect um but what I found was amazing. And it was just that it was like all these really smart, sharp marketers talking about their campaigns openly, um, which is very rare. And just that collaborative mindset, like everyone wants to get better and help each other. I, I thought it was really cool. I think I think what you created is pretty special. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Carlos, I also I thought... know how it feels. Hold on. I'm taking it. I'm taking it back, Josh. <laughs> you ain't passing it. I also don't have the feels, Carlos, when you show up at a trade show and people are like, oh, what's your thing? <laughs> I, got, I remember Billy at Summit East. I'm coming up the escalator and there's a kid wearing a, a suit at the top of the escalator. And he's like, oh, shit, you're Adam. Bro, I watched your thing. And I wore the suit. You told me to wear the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Always oh, you got it, guys. Always. <laughs> you have to. Uh, yeah, it happens. It definitely happens. And, and you know, this last trip, I had it. Like I had more of those interactions when when we went to LeedsCon than than any of the times before. Right? Like, these opportunities come, and and honestly. We just want to we just want to keep doing what we're doing and, and enable other people to come in and, and play the game. And obviously there's gonna be some great players and not so great players. So but that's just like in everything in life, you know. Carlos, I follow you on uh, Instagram at 305 Shark. Make sure you check out his page. It's dope. 
Uh, but I see a lot of your training programs post, on there. Post swag on, Josh. I like that. I like yeah, that. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I see a lot of your training on there. You talk about Unique Academy. You talk about paid per calls and how people can yeah. take the power back into their own hands. So I wanted to know what makes a training program, like some of these in-person events, you put on a good one. What do you focus on delivering to these attendees that are there with you? Uh, man, the best experience ever. And, and that includes a mixture of the people that are there and, and speakers, right? So let me, let me break it down so you kind of like understand what it is that I'm trying to say. Like when you put together a mastermind, uh, I think that when you hear from different people how they solve the same problem or similar problem will give you the best perspective, right? So what I like to do is when I do one of this event is talk about obviously some of my winning campaigns and stuff, but allow some of the people in the crowd to also talk about points or subjects that relate to the crowd, right? And uh, because you can have an agenda, but your crowd can be completely different, right? So that that's what I, and, and then the networking side of it, and then having fun as far as, you know, uh, enjoying doing things that, that you like doing. And and that's really what, what we like to, when we do, when we put together one of these events. Yeah, so what are some of the things that you enjoy doing, like some of the fun stuff that you do at these events? Sometimes, yeah, like dinner or like, you know, go on a yacht or, or something like that, or, you know, with an open bar usually helps out a lot. Yeah, give people a little loose chat. Yeah, they can eat and drink and enjoy views and music, you know. So in terms of the training, you're basically providing a platform for people to voice what they're having trouble with. And that kind of takes care of itself in terms of what you talk about, because you're just you're literally saying, what can I help you with? And then everybody Mm -hmm. in the room, including you, is like, here's what I'm doing. And that's kind of what the mathematical equation to these are. Yeah. So with our training, when when we initially put out our training, I initially put it out like at I think it was like nine hundred and ninety seven dollars, right? And at the time, if you were brave enough to believe in <laughs> in yourself and myself and join my program, you will have access to my calendar like Monday through Friday for a whole year. So two thousand eighteen and nineteen. I literally spend it like 40 hours a week, every week, like helping, you know, people how to do this shit, right? I'll take that deal. I know, right? That was that was back then. Where do but... I send the $997? <laughs> I'm going to call this fucker three times a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what was happening back then. And uh, I got to tell you, it's either like a blessing or a curse or however you want to put it. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but uh, it, it you got to have a lot of patience, first of all. And two, uh, it makes you better because you're doing the same thing repetitive over and over and over and over and over again. So how fast can you set up a full, you know, pixel tracking through the browser and the server and set up the campaign and what structures, how it goes to what landing page, how are you tying all together to third-party software, how you're passing back information. If you're doing that in and out, in and out, every day, every day, 
it's like Harrison at the gym twice a day, you know, pom, pom, pom. <laughs> ah, got him again. <laughs> You know, you guys are never gonna let me go. Okay. Hey, Carlos, Carlos, what are you if talking you about? I see, I see, I see yeah. you posting, <laughs> Carlos. You're posting your own workout videos. You I can't do. Like, yeah. I, listen, I do, but I'm I'm working out like light. You know, Harrison, he working out like like he got a problem with with, with Floyd Mayweather or something. He working out. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm Carlos, Josh, 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 Josh. And Carlos, um, I don't think you guys realize how far this has gone. I walked into our hotel room, you know, yesterday, and out of nowhere, a trainer had moved into it. <laughs> Not stopped by. Yeah. He was in the room. He slept in the room. It's just 24-hour trainer available on demand at any time. Though I will say it was nice to have him there. I needed to move a little furniture around. Um, and yeah, we don't have good enough. backs, and he was willing to do it all of it. He was like, "Oh, I love moving heavy shit." We're like, "Yeah, <laughs> Carlos, oh, Carlos, wow. Carlos, what do you think of Harrison's American flag full jumpsuit that he wears in the gym? Are you into it or not?" I, my honest opinion. You ready yeah. for it? I think it's fucking dope that he wears that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm going to get a Cuban version, too, just for you, Carlos. I'm going to wear a Cuban version. I, I will definitely time. wear it, because when you wear that, that means, like, you know, that's, like, that's fucking dope. That's the ultimate statement right there. <laughs> speaking of speaking of dope, I heard that the uh, Ringba Mastermind in Vegas yeah. at LeedsCon was super dope. Adam, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about this. I know it was focused on leadership and hiring, but who was in attendance? Who was it geared towards? And what were some of the main highlights from the actual mastermind that you and Ringba put on? Sure. So uh, we had about 25 attendees. They were all CEOs of companies in paper call. And they were all focused on massively scaling their paper call businesses. We also had a Fortune 500 buyer swing by who's in our preferred buyer program. And so a lot of the people in the room were looking for more big buyers. And so we brought one of the biggest buyers in existence and uh, got him connected with everybody in that room, which was super cool. And uh, they went through their numbers, actually, and talked about how the most important thing to their business going forward is going to be growing their inbound call segment. Uh, via ping. So uh, that was uh, really exciting to watch. And then, yeah, we did uh, a leadership workshop, a culture workshop, and a hiring workshop. And we walked through um, some of the things that are important to me in leadership. Uh, we also then walked through Ringba's culture and our hiring policies and, and how we actually seek out super high performance, amazing talent, and then how to actually run a high performance team. So I thought it was a pretty awesome event. Feedback that I got was uh, was pretty good, yeah. Let's go to the unbiased feedback. Carlos, why don't you tell us what your experience was like? And honestly, Carlos, word on the street is that you had a moment at this mastermind where you blew some fucking heads. So tell us uh, what your experience was and what, what was that moment all about? I, I don't know. I don't remember that moment. When did I blew some heads? <laughs> You don't remember filling out the form? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that moment, that moment. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. 
Well, uh, was it? What? Yeah, tell. I don't. I wasn't no, there, no, so no, I don't no, know. No, what no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. This was more just to see your reaction. I got you. Okay. I got instructions and an email that says I can't talk. Oh, okay, cool. I respect that. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Our mastermind, Josh. I probably should have told you in advance. It's no pitching, no snitching, and no service providers. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but you had to be there. So next time, make sure you're there. Um, and 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 you know, who yeah. knows what. And then just on the same topic of uh, leadership and hiring, Carlos. This is mm -hmm. kind of a common theme we ask some of our guests. What are your thoughts on leadership and hiring within your organization? What are the key uh, points that you focus on when you're working on those two things. Yeah, so I like to create other leader leaders, right? Uh, and and the way that I do that is by removing myself from being the main leader, right? Uh, I, I naturally, obviously, you are, but uh, when you also create leaders in their own departments, they can follow with the same culture that you have overall and facilitate how everything goes right and when we hire people first of all i hire people based on vibes i know everybody's going to be like you know that's not how it goes or that's not how you should do it but you know you have to vibe with that person and be like is this somebody that i will enjoy working with if the answer is yes or no then we can move on to other things you know like questionnaires and questions that you ask and interview process and all of that good stuff. But I, I only want to work with people that I enjoy working with, right? So that's kind of like my thoughts on that. Harrison, I want you to tell us a little bit about LeedsCon in Vegas uh, this past week. Sure. Who were some of the companies that were in attendance and how does LeedsCon compare? You know, I, oh, oh I wasn't done never... with my two-part question, actually. How does LeedsCon uh, compare to the other trade shows in the industry? Sure. So firstly, I will say I it's really hard, but I can, I do remember that Rainbow was exhibiting. Um, but I'm just drawing. They were definitely there. Yeah, Rainbow was there. I'm drawing a blank on other company names, though. Um, it's really hard for me. I mm. saw a bunch of companies, but Rainbow had a prominent booth and a beautiful lanyard and badge sponsorship. So I got all those impressions, and so it was memorable enough that I remember them. But everyone else just they didn't nail it on the branding, so I I couldn't tell you. But what I can say about LeedsCon is they definitely put on a quality event. Um, it's hard to like, like people always ask me like, which one's better? Like what's better affiliate summit, lead gen, this, or, you know, lead gen world, uh, LeedsCon, whatever. It's really hard for me to kind of pin that. I think LeedsCon has an extremely high quality attendee base because the, simply put the passes are expensive. So like no offense if you didn't go to LeedsCon cause the ticket was expensive, but affiliate summit you went to cause it was 300 bucks. Like, you should have spent the 1500 bucks. They're keeping the riffraff out guys. Um, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. Like the quality of people that come to the show are, they want to do business. There's still parties and stuff, but I didn't see anyone like asleep on a couch on day two hung over from the trade show. And at affiliate summit, I've seen people sleep on the couch hung over from the day before. On top of that, I think, um, you know, these shows are back in terms of attendance and stuff. Like they're bigger, they're better. Um, you know, I wish that next year they would do it at the MGM again, but next year LeedsCon will be back at the Paris, which is kind of a downgrade, if I'm honest. Um, but it, it's actually a really good show. Um, but I can't prioritize or preference one. I would say we see more 
large brands and, you know, direct buyers, shall we say, if we're going call space reference at a LeedsCon and an affiliate summit, you see more agencies, networks and affiliates or media buyers, whatever you want to call them. Um, so it's kind of a contract, a contrast, like there's things that I would say affiliate summit is better for. And there are definitely aspects of LeedsCon that are much better too. Um, it's, it's hard. Cause I know people are like, we don't go to affiliate summit. We only go to LeedsCon in my head. I'm thinking like, dude, just go to both. Like, I know it's tiring, it's expensive, but just do pull the trigger, man. But it's the same, you know, just depends what you're looking for. What do you think, Carlos? I agree with you. Definitely. See, quality's a man. Carlos is a man of high quality, high caliber, high quality. So he goes to both. Carlos, what are you looking for at these shows? Are you looking to do paper call business? Or are you looking for affiliates that need training? Is it a little bit of everything? Usually we already go with like, our pre-meeting setups for like people that we want to do business with. And then aside from that, it's like the network side of things, right? Mm -hmm. Just meeting people. I have a very low standard when it comes to shows in the sense that I'm just looking for one thing to happen, whether it's that one buyer or that one publisher or that one contact, right? That's the ultimate goal. Then everything on top of that is bonus. Adam Harrison was talking about to have. I agree. Harrison was talking about Ringba's branding. I know you guys did some uh, sponsorships on networking events and happy hours. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what the? Uh... <laughs> oh. we, well, there... I don't think he could tell you much. You didn't know, but people on our team did. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So, what did you hear about your own event that you didn't attend? How that? <laughs> well, I heard that our events were fantastic. Um, yeah, I had someone text me, uh, shout out to my boy, Ron, uh, and he said, you know, hey, where's the party at tonight? And I said, I think we're hosting one. <laughs> um, but I I did not go. I, uh, I actually spent um, my time working with our team and clients, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any time for the parties, but I hear they were great. And then, uh, you know, Josh, something else I wanted to mention is another shout out to our boy, Andrew Katz, who actually runs the LeedsCon show. Uh, he's awesome. Got to see him there at LeedsCon. And he actually let us know that and announced at this show that there's now going to be a LeedsCon East. And so there used to be a LeedsCon East. It was called Connect to Convert, and it was in Boston, uh, but they stopped doing that for a while. And they're now bringing back LeedsCon East. It's called LeedsCon Connect. And uh, I think it's September. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, it it will be in Chicago. So interesting city. Definitely some great food. But I'm excited to see LeedsCon bring back LeedsCon East because um, they put on a good show. And as Harrison said, the quality is is generally exceptional. So I'm very excited uh, to see what this new new show is about. And of course, Ringba is sponsoring it. I feel like the... whoa, whoa. Hold on. This just in. This just in. Harrison Gewurz went to a club in Vegas. Harrison Gewurz went to a club in Vegas. Harrison, Harrison, we're gonna go right to you now. Can you please tell us a little bit about your club experience? I know this is a rare occurrence for you. What the hell? You went to a club in uh, Vegas? <laughs> Hold on. I got to catch my fucking breath. 
Um, I did go to a club in Vegas. That was pretty amazing, Josh. Uh, Adam can tell you, in order to do that, I had to meditate for about 30 minutes on a chair, drink coffee at 11.30 at night. Um, I had to really, I had to wash my face with cold water. Um, that was incredible. Um, yes, I was, I've been invited. Um, every time I've been in Vegas, the last four to six times by our uh, friend, Brandon Baski. And the last time I was in Vegas, I promised him that I would make an appearance. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Brandon Baski. I, I did. And I, you know, I I prefer the hotel room. It was I had a good time. It was nice. Thank you, Brandon, for having me. Um, I did fuck up one thing though. About twenty minutes before I left, uh, we're in the room. It was me, Adam, Ring Employee Chad, and uh, our friend Ben. And Ben said you should probably get some earplugs. And I said I wish I had some earplugs. And Chad didn't hear it, but he had earplugs. And um, I think I finally got my hearing back today. Yeah, literally well, I just today. Lost mine from this fire alarm, <laughs> dude. I, I spent I, I spent like, five minutes on YouTube looking at different alarms. I'm like panic alarm, red alert alarm, most obnoxious alarm. I was like, this one creates pure like and, and chaos. That's, that's why I made that reference about how it's like when you get the check at the club, you gotta show the check to the group so yeah. everyone knows. Because, you know, I saw some people paying their bills. Um, great business, though, must say. They have, they have some high margins. What, what is an affiliate marketing show without any very important marketing-related topics, right? And <laughs> Serious and very, very serious. On serious. the topic of March Madness that just started this week, just yesterday... Twisted Tea, the adult beverage, drops vasectomy underwear for March Madness. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've heard about it. A lot of guys time their vasectomies around the March Madness tournament because it's an excuse to sit on their couch and watch basketball all day, every day. So Twisted Tea, being the geniuses that they are, went for like the gag marketing ploy where they created these boxers with two pockets for two 12-ounce tall boys that slide right into the front that sit on the male genitalia area that might be a little sore. Now, my question to you guys, and I'm going to go straight to Adam because I know he he probably definitely wants to talk about this, is Adam, what are your <laughs> thoughts on this kind of gag marketing? Um, does it work? Is it more just like a joke or do you think they're actually trying to accomplish anything or is it really just a, a branding ploy? Like we don't really give a, a fuck what you think. We just think this is hilarious and we want to be in the news. Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, it it doesn't really matter if you're going to do something like this, whether it's real or fake or, or whatever. The more ridiculous it is, the better off you're going to be. Though I would say, and I'd like to to hear from our, our resident bodybuilder, um, if their design is... Wait, are you talking? Are you talking about Harrison or Carlos? Who are you talking about? I'm not because I'm not sure. Harrison. Oh, okay. Harrison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when they put the T down the front of the crotch, I don't think it's actually going to ice the balls. The balls. I mean, first and foremost, I truly hope my family isn't watching this because they don't have any clue about. (laughs) I didn't say anything. What are you talking about, Harrison? I would say that uh, design. I'm looking at the picture here, and 
for you to get optimal ice coverage, it doesn't. It looks like it's just gonna ice not the testes, and that's what needs to be iced from me googling. Right, asking for a friend. Uh, now going to a more important topic: Buffalo Wild Wings is getting sued over boneless wings for false and deceptive marketing. See how it ties in here? False and deceptive marketing. A man claims that their boneless wings are not from the wing at all. They're just little cubes of chicken breast. Now, how, how does something like this hold up in court, Carlos? Do you think he's going to actually walk away with anything? Is he just like, I have so much money, I don't care. I just want to be a dick. I, I think that's dumb. He's a dumbass. <laughs> Thank you, Carlos, for your expert, expert opinion there. Let's go to Harrison. Harrison, what do you think about this boneless wing fiasco? Well, I'm trying to read. He... Are you He's gonna get trying to figure out the merits of the boneless wing false false yes. so, as a as a professional eater, <laughs> I would say that <laughs> technically speaking, I believe boneless wings are technically pretty close to chicken nuggies. So I kind of feel where he's at. Um, but it's boneless white meat chicken. Isn't that more expensive than the wings? Like, isn't it a better product than their advertising? But, but tell me, do you know any birds that have wings without bones? Here's a better question. Is this false and deceptive <laughs> marketing, Adam? Is, wait, is this wait false? Adam, just answer my question. Hold on. This is like, we're doing a little bit of a mock trial here. Are there any birds without bones in their wings? Am I allowed to use Google? Feel free. <laughs> Chat GPT, whatever the fuck you want. Wait, for real there, though. Is this false and deceptive marketing? Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. it's not. It's not. Definitely not. Uh, I will tell you this. In what do they expect to pull out the, look the at you wrong. I can look at you in the wrong way and you can sue me. So he will sue. No, they, and they all have they all have bones in their wings. The only differentiation is whether or not they have hollow bones or not. And so I unfortunately have to side with the plaintiff. It's technically false. <laughs> I think and we're going to so, have to get David Attenborough I'm, on the show. I'm looking at a picture uh, of their marketing. Legal counsel, and I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> there's no disclaimer. There's no disclaimer. So if they, for example, put a disclaimer in the bottom that said, boneless wings are actually not wings, I would say they're in the clear. But here's what's going to happen. They're going to get this guy. They're, they're like 83 lawyers are going to call him and be like, Mr. Halim, that's his name. I'm reading the article. We understand your case. We think this is ridiculous. We are here to fatten people up and make them smile by eating wings. You are wrong. Our wings are wings. And we will give you free chicken wings for life and $1,200. <laughs> and he's going to go, can you make it 2500 And they're going to go, done. We, where do we send the check? And this lawsuit will fall away into the depth of being forgotten about. What do you think, Adam? Am I pretty almost up? anything for twenty five hundred dollars? It's like if I go to McDonald's and it says hot coffee, and then I purposely spill it on myself, and then sue them for burning myself, even though it says hot fucking coffee. They still will probably send me a check because this is the beautiful country we live in, guys. This is the Affiliate Marketing Show. We talk about all the latest marketing tips and trends <laughs> just like this. Make sure you tune in 
next week as we have another episode and a great guest. Carlos, before we let you go here, I just want to pass the microphone back over to you. Anything else you want to tell our viewers about Unique Media, paidpercalls.com, any training programs or events you got coming up? Now's your time to do it. Yeah, so we are planning on doing a mass, another mastermind sometime in the summer. And then at the end of the year, we're going to do a mastermind in, um, at the AFI Expo in L.A. I'm not sure of the dates, but that's going to be with Darren uh, to coordinate that, where we want to um, talk about the latest and what's working and what's not working and paper call and, you know, how to improve it and why not. More, more of the technical stuff in and out than, than anything else. For Josh from OfferVault.com, Adam Young, the CEO and founder of Ringba, Harrison Gavert's future competitive bodybuilder and affiliate marketer, as well as Carlos Coronia Jr. from Unique Media and Unique Academy and PaidPerCalls.com. Let's make that paper. You know the rest. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care.